0: episode
1: 41 of Connectivity. I am Scott Thompson. This week we have three segments for you. Uh, on picking things off, we have a segment about games that will never finish, and that's uh, with Zach and Neil. After that, we have the uh, second installment of our Pikmin series, uh, focusing entirely on Pikmin 2. That's with, again, Zach, Andy, and JP. And then uh, after the outro, we have a bonus segment about Gravity Rush, the uh, PS Vita game, and that's with Zach, Neil, and James. So Enjoy. Hi, and welcome to a segment on Connectivity, a podcast. Um, I'm with Zach Miller, and I'm your host, Neil Ronahan, and we are going to talk about games that we like say we will finish or had <laughs> intentions to finish at some point and never actually did. Lies we tell ourselves. Yes. So Zach and I each compiled a list of five games that we're going to go over, uh, time permitting, if it goes on too long. We'll probably cut off the last game. Uh, but I guess, uh, Zach, start off with your first game, That would be uh, something that you you own but haven't finished.
2: Okay, well, uh, uh, a lot of people are going to hate on me for this, but Donkey Kong Country Returns is a game that I may never finish.
1: Yeah, see, uh, there was a recent segment on connectivity that we talked about uh, games that we thought would be like modern classics, or I guess like in 15 years, what would we think are classic games. And one of the games that Scott brought to the table, I think, was Donkey Kong Country Returns. And I have not finished that game either. Um, although I actually think I will finish that at some point.
2: I think so. we think that of all the games yeah. on these <laughs> lists. Yeah.
1: But I mean, that one's more sincere than other ones. And yeah, yeah. like, I've, I've, I've talked with a friend about how like he's never played it. So we're like, yeah, let's go and play it co-op. And that might actually happen.
2: I think the um, problem I have with it is I'm a completionist. Oh, um, so, you know, that game has like those really hard levels. Um, that are a little bit like the Rayman Origins levels where you're chasing something through a level. Yeah. Uh, uh, the the tempo levels, I guess you could call them, where you have to be pixel perfect on your jumps and stuff yep. and the timing. Well, the roll, uh, shaking the remote, just doesn't work for me on that. Um, well, that's incredible. why uh,
1: you should get the homebrew thing. I know. You can, I uh, don't want to homebrew controller. my Wii, though. Oh. No. Maybe when you get the Wii U and you can homebrew the Wii,
2: there you go. It's actually not a bad idea. Um, <laughs> but, but I mean, the game, the game is very good, but they're just, it just feels really uneven to me. And yeah,
1: I mean, yeah, that's the thing. It wasn't really uh the reason why I never finished that game. Didn't really have to do with its quality. I, I really enjoyed it. It's just that it was just one of those things where I got to like world five or six, and then like something else came up, and I put it down, and I never really got back to it but um my first game on my list is by the same developer actually actually it's a two it's a it's a pair of games a that would be Metroid Prime 2 and Metroid Prime 3. Wow. I've beaten Metroid Prime 1 uh, I think twice at this point. But with Metroid Prime 2, I got probably I don't know a couple hours in and got really annoyed by the light versus dark mechanic. Didn't really like the way that game was and never played it again. Uh Metroid yeah, Prime the- 3, I got to Literally the last area, and then it did that bullshit thing that I remember Metroid Prime One doing, where it's just like, "Here is where the finale is going to take place, but first you got to go back to everywhere else and make sure you collect everything." <laughs> yeah. And it's like, "Fuck you! I just want to finish the game at this point." Oh, two
2: does the same thing.
1: I, that's what I assumed. It's just that I didn't want to. I didn't want to speak incorrectly, considering I've never seen the end of that game. No. Yeah. but um, that's of, just. Of the that's two one of those home, things. I
2: think three is the more easy to complete game. Yeah,
1: but it was just like after you know Metroid Prime. I think I'd beaten Metroid Prime One again, uh like a little bit prior to playing Metroid Prime Three, and I got to that same part in Metroid Prime the first time I ever played Metroid Prime. I put the game down and was just like, "No, nah, fuck that." Um, <laughs> it's the same. It's the same pigheadedness that it made me finishing Wind Waker delayed because I got to that Triforce hunt, and was just like, "Nope." But then I I sort of fell in love with the sailing as as time went on. Oh yeah. Um. But, uh, maybe I mean, maybe still... this
2: Triforce Hunt is more spread across Nintendo games than we think.
1: Yeah, but I mean that's something that annoys me where you're building up to this conclusion and in Metroid Prime 3 and Metroid Prime 1, like, you're you're learning more of the mystery of what's going on and you're building to this conclusion and it just stops you dead and it makes you turn around and go and collect a bunch of shit. Right. And in Metroid Prime 3 especially, you know, I played a lot of the game, I really enjoyed it, and I got to this point and was just like, nope, I'll just YouTube the ending and I'm good. Yep. Yeah. And that's what I did. There you go. Um, I have, have intentions- to more games. I have intentions to go back and, you know, give Metroid Prime 2 another go, uh, in the Metroid Prime trilogy. But, uh, even though I got the Metroid Prime trilogy, like, literally the day it came out, all I've done is put about, like, four hours into Metroid Prime 1 and played Metroid Prime 2 multiplayer one time.
2: I beat them all in a row.
1: <laughs> you are a much bigger fan of the series than it's I am.
2: Metroid primed out by the end of that. All
1: right. So, what's the next game on your list?
2: First of all, uh, you, you watch Parks and Rec, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Not, you need not to start saying. You need to start saying literally. <laughs> uh, next game on my list is fighting games in general. Yeah, um, uh, I echo this as well. Including this in the list is Super Street Fighter Four, Soul Calibur V, uh, Skullgirls, which, to be fair, is not complete yet. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, just, just fighting games, even, even Soul Calibur 4, although I really fell in love with that game. Um but I will see a fighting, oh, oh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 too. But I'll see a fighting game and I'll think, boy, I really like fighting games. I'm gonna get one. So, I wait until they're dirt cheap, and then I get them, and then, uh, you know, I play them for a few hours and realize that I am a really bad fighting game player. Uh, yeah. I, I don't have the patience to learn all the characters' different movesets and stuff. So I put it down and it's kind of a shame because they are good games, although Soul Calibur Five is kinda of bullshit. Um but like Ultimate, Ultimate Marvel
1: vs Capcom three is great. Uh I just suck at it.
2: So that's
1: That's that's my same problem too. I actually got Mortal Kombat on Vita recently and uh you know the Oh that, one, that that's another
2: one for me. Mortal Kombat on PS3. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean it's a game that I like I enjoy playing but like I know I'm not going to beat all the story modes I'm not going to you know I might I might slowly work my way through the challenge tower which I think is really good cuz that kind of makes it more like how I want to play fighting games which is as that, that kind of like you know that, like a that single player, player grind. I'm not I'm yeah. not a big you know oh I'm going to play my friends and get really good at it because usually I'll play it with my one friend who would actually play it and he'll get a lot better at me in the game and then it's not fun which is why I like Smash yeah. Brothers, because it's four player mayhem.
2: Yeah, Smash Brothers, I wouldn't even call that a fighting game. Um, I mean, it ultimately is, but you know what I mean. It's not, it's not, you're not learning combos with a K. Yeah. So that's, I do really, I sink, I sink myself into those Smash Brothers games too. They're really good. Uh, of course, they are. Yep. But, but fighting games, even when they're good, I can't, I can't do it for long. So what's your next one?
1: uh my next one is okami and okami den uh mm. the p s two to wii game then the the d s game that that came out a couple years later and uh this kind of comes up because i i made a comment about how the okami p s three h d version that's coming out for download this fall is a game that you know that sounds cool and all but i don't really think okami is that good um i think that like it's I mean, well, I mean, let's put it this way. It's a good game. It's just way too damn long. Mm. Uh, you know, I have fun with it, but there comes a time every time I've played it where it just doesn't fully grab me. You know, I get a, you know, like a dozen or so hours into it, and I'm just like, nope, don't want to play anymore. And it goes remember, on for far too long.
2: I remember Nathan saying that, like, pretend that this one part is the ending and don't keep playing.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's really, like, I got to that point and, and went a little farther, and just got really bored by it, and that kind of annoys me how long that game goes. And I guess if you get really into it, it's great, because then you have like a 50-hour game. But (laughs) I don't want that.
2: No, me neither.
1: Um, And then Okami Den on DS, it just didn't really work for me that well.
2: Oh, no? Not like it just it didn't click with you, or
1: the game itself doesn't work? Because it just feels like it's the same damn game, but it's on the DS now, and all the characters are different, and it's not as good. It's like made by, you know, it's not by the the original guys who, right. Hideki Kamiya and Clover Studio, and now it's just like some other team at Capcom.
2: Huh. But, well, yep. and isn't there a lag between getting to the the brush? A little
1: bit, but that wasn't really that big of a deal when I played okay.
2: it. I remember people freaking out about that. Yeah. Eh, I'll probably never play. I, I, I had the Wii version of, of Okami, but it actually didn't work very well.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I thought the PS2 one in some ways worked better just because it was easier to do it without getting frustrated.
2: Yeah. Uh my next one is uh kind of my my secret shame. I really love WayForward as everybody here knows, but man, I'm never going to beat Blood Rain Betrayal. Uh that game is just for masochists. <laughs> uh I think I think I'm at like the eighth or ninth level out of maybe twelve, and I just can't do it anymore. It's it's like banging your head against the wall, and I don't understand how you can get any better than a C grade on any level. Uh,
1: I, I have the same problem, and that like you know I enjoyed what I played, but it's just hard as shit. Yeah. And they have those grades, and I'm like, I, I'm never going to get any better at this. But why am I doing so terribly?
2: <laughs> I know it's it's. It's so hard, and and even the levels, even the levels I replayed to the point where I knew what was going on, I couldn't get a really good grade on. I guess yeah. I don't understand the grading system, but when you can't get any better than a B on like the first level, you're like, really? All right. <laughs> it's uh, a, it's a beautiful game. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the the art style is great. Yeah, but, um
1: I love seeing it in motion, but
2: I, yeah. I just can't do it anymore. Sorry, guys. <laughs>
1: Um, my next game—it's uh, gonna piss you off, but Resident Evil Revelations. Oh uh, well. You know, I enjoyed playing this game, but it was just the kind of game that I got to a certain point in it, and I'm just like, I'm not having as much fun with the single-player game anymore. Hmm. And it's kind of funny because I'm probably like you know, two or three hours away from the end. I just didn't really—I I got a, you know, I fought some boss at like the top of the top of the ship.
2: Yeah. And then
1: and then came to the end of that boss fight. Didn't really enjoy it that much. And was just like, you know what? I don't really want to play anymore. I played some of the some of the raid mode stuff, which I enjoyed a little more of that, and then I just kind of put the game away. Huh.
2: Well, I uh, it's not officially on my list, but I'm I'm gonna feel the same way about Kid Icarus. Yeah. Um, I'm not even at the tenth mission, but man, I can't play that ground game, man. I really can't, and uh, <laughs> I may never finish it.
1: Yeah. We should um, play I mean, raid
2: mode together sometime. Yeah,
1: and we should play Kid Icarus multiplayer together sometime. Cause we should. They're both great. Well, have to do are. that, sometime, connectivity night. Do we do those anymore? Um, uh, hopefully we'll get back to doing <laughs> them. E three kind of messed everything up. Oh
2: yeah, yeah, I know. Stupid um, E three.
1: Yeah, it's done now. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, yeah. my next one is a free game. Actually, my next two are free games. Uh, Little Big Planet for the PSP. When the, when Sony lost everyone's credit card information for. And
1: PSN was like down for a month?
2: Two months. Um, uh, they gave people free games to make up for it. Um, and one of them for me was Little Big Planet on PSP. Now I really liked Little Big Planet on the first one on PS3. Not such a fan of the second game. Uh, but that's because I don't make my own levels. I don't have the patience for it. So. I thought, well, you know, the PSP game, why not? It's free. It's really not all that good. So Yeah. I'll never finish that. It really is like a very, very, very parred down little big planet. The levels are incredibly simplistic and there's way too many guided stages. I don't know how far you've gotten in that, but like you'll get on a cart and you just go forward. Yeah. I I thought that was really lazy.
1: All right, and my fourth game is another, well, I guess recent release in North America, and that would be Xenoblade Chronicles, which, oh. what happened with this is I was really enjoying Xenoblade Chronicles, and I know it's a super long game, and I already knew I had an uphill battle, but I put like 10 hours into it, and I was really digging it, and then my Wii died, oh. um, and I still have the save file, I managed to get that off, and, you know, I should be getting a, a fixed Wii soon, but it's just the kind of thing that, after having that long delay... I don't know if I'll ever go back and finish it, and that kinda sucks. No. Um may I mean this is probably out of any other game on the list, this is the one that I would say is uh most likely for me to actually go back and play close to completion. Um, but I mean I'm just I'm kind of I, I know me very well and if I if I am interrupted while playing an RPG, it is very likely that I will never go back to it. I'm the same um, way. Radiant Historia is is doing, like, a you know, putting their tongue out in my face right now, huh. as I say this. Um, another game that I adore, Radiant Historia, but I just, you know, uh, I got, like, probably two-thirds of the way through, and then Pokemon Black and White came out.
2: And then the same with me with Pokemon Black and White. I beat the Elite Four and started the next area, and then something else happened. I think it
1: was probably 3DS.
2: Yeah, probably. Uh, and then I put it down.
1: All right, so what's your last game?
2: My last game is another um PSN free game, an apology for the outage, uh, Infamous.
1: Uh, you know, it's funny. I have this game. I have never even turned it on. You haven't even touched it? Yes. I, got, I mean, I got it for free, so I don't feel too bad. And actually, humorously enough, I, a friend of mine was like, you got to play this, and lent it to me. And then the next day, uh they announced that, hey, Infamous is going to be one of the free options. <laughs> so I was like, well, well this works out.
2: You know, I got infamous because I'd already gotten Prototype, which is apparently the same game.
1: They're very and similar. I mean, I, I guess it's you know, open world superhero s game. I mean, they they more or less got lumped together because it came out around the same time.
2: Yeah, they did. Um, I liked Prototype for about two hours, and then it got really repetitious. So I <laughs> same got rid here. Of it. Yeah, and uh, so I got Infamous because people told me, uh, "Oh, you should play Infamous instead. It's much better." It's not.
1: It's, it's, the same the, damn it's
2: the same damn game. Yeah, uh, except it it's free. slower because you can't fly.
1: Yeah, I uh, mean, I, I remember uh, playing the demo for *Miss* when I first got my PS3, and it seemed fun, but not something I wanted to go rush out and buy.
2: No, and your attacks are so weak in the beginning. I mean, you're really underpowered, and it takes yeah. you a really long time to get up to the level of comfort that you were immediately at in prototype. So yeah. I... You know, I've played about two hours of it, maybe a little more. I will probably never play it again.
1: <laughs> um, so my last game is an Xbox 360 slash PS3 game that actually has a, a humorous and weird tie to Nintendo's Wii <laughs> launch, and that is uh, Bayonetta, which is the Platinum Games developed game uh, directed by Hideki Kamiya, who this, also, strangely PS3 enough, version. directed directed Okami. So yeah, I weird, guess I never finished this dude's games, um, but he's also directing Project P100 for Wii U.
2: Did he do? Um, did he direct Beautiful Joe? Yes. Nice. His best work.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I I have beaten both of those games actually. Me too. So yeah, I have I have beaten some of his games before, but Bayonetta, <laughs> um, really enjoyed. Thought like you know the combat was really good. But what kind of stopped me with that game was that you get to a certain point where. It does have that kind of cool thing that, like, you know, you'll fight a boss early on, and then later that will almost become, like, a normal enemy. Right. And I got to a string of fights that, like, I think you had to do all in a row, and they just were frustrating and not fun. And I'd already put probably, you know, I think, like, four or five hours into the game, so I didn't feel completely gypped. I got it around when it came out. Um, and then just got to a point where I was like, this kind of stopped being fun. And I was having a ton of fun with that game for a while, and then I just basically hit a wall. And even though I, I really enjoyed what I did play, I just don't really see any reason to go back and finish that game. I might, I mean, I think the only way I'll ever do that with that game, or anything I'll ever do with that game again, is just, like, play the first couple hours again. I probably yeah. will never get past that point.
2: That game did have a fantastic opening.
1: Yeah. Um, um, I mean, I just, I, I really, I like the style of that game. It's a lot of fun. It's zany. It's It's ridiculous.
2: The the thing that made me stop playing on the PS3 uh was that the whole game looked uh you know obviously not built for the PS3. I it forgot. ran like
1: shit on the PS3. Oh man, it
2: was terrible. And and the screen, I mean the graphics looked like there was mud smeared across the Ooh. TV screen.
1: I think um, definitely um if you get a chance uh try to look for the 360 version cheap because now I know you have a 360. Yeah. Um, it I, runs I, a lot I, better I, and it's a great game.
2: Yeah, I I want to play it. Except for, you know, a couple
1: hours into it, you might hit a wall like I did. But, <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, is that, like, you know, I'm never going to beat that game, but it still gets a very high recommendation from me because it's a great action game. It's just that yeah, like, yeah. I'm not as good at action games, so they get a little frustrating for me.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely try it on 360 if I see it cheap.
1: Yeah, although maybe that's the game that I drop down in difficulty and, and try to play through again or something.
2: That's uh, not a bad idea.
1: Yeah, maybe I'll do that. So maybe, yeah. maybe this will be the game on this list that I actually beat, but probably not. <laughs> and, uh, I think, uh, I think that just about does it. I hope you enjoyed our, uh, our little rundown through games that we, you know, bought, played, and likely will be. we ourselves we'll beat yeah, Sunday. Keep, keep on trying to talk ourselves into it. Um, if you have any games that are like this that you kind of want to write to us about, feel free to email us at connectivity at com. Or if you just wanna, um, I mean, then we'll probably talk about it on the show. Give us if, you wanna,
2: about our, if you just our wanna, if you
1: just kind of wanna, if you just kind of wanna comment on it, be sure to hit up the talkback thread for the podcast, which will be uh, on the article on NintendoWorldReport.com, and then um, we can we can talk about this stuff with you. And it's like us in real life, except for we're on a forum on the internet. But it's what really us. Um, it is not so a yeah. bot. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Talk to you yeah. soon. Bye.
3: Connectivity, Pikmin, um, group chat. Well, holy <laughs> fuck! I to lost Pikmin lose a week too. Pikmin to lose a week—that's a way better way of saying it. Week because two. I this lost is two. My, this is Pikmin two. Lost my mind there for a second. JP Corburn, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. JP's got a long history with Pikmin two. JP and I are, are both known on the staff as the Pikmin two champions. Yes. <laughs> I think we- JP perhaps with more enthusiasm than me, but I still love the game very much. Yes. And back with us again for this Pikmin Stravaganza is Mr. Zachary Miller. Pikmin. Who we goaded into buying the game last week <laughs> and has and played a fair chunk of it since then. I did. Nice job, Zach. I enjoyed it. Why don't we start with you since you're new to the game? What um what, what are your initial thoughts?
2: My initial thoughts are it is a completely different game than Pikmin 1. <clears throat> I said last week the Pikmin 1 was about uh being efficient um trying to get as many pieces as you can during a day um figuring out the best way through every stage this game is more about finding stuff at your own pace it's way leisurely it is yeah it's very it's... leisurely it's all about exploring the level um and i love the levels um the overworld stuff i not Thrilled with the caves,
4: yeah. I mean, I can see
2: why, I kind of see why they're there. Sort of, not really, because you're just finding more stuff.
3: I think they preve- they present an interesting challenge because at a certain point, and you haven't gotten this far yet, Zach. Really, but some of the end game caves, and this is this is after the debt's paid off. So, like I mentioned last week, the paying off the debt is like the is like the the the, the first ending, the bad right. ending, if you will. The bad ending you have to get first. <laughs> um, your, your
2: boss is funny, by the way. He's a funny guy. Yeah. And the whole
3: game is um,
4: funny.
3: Yeah, the whole game has great writing. The, uh, pro- the the item descriptions in particular are fantastic. The amount of detail that went into the item descriptions and the, um, the, 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 zoology, the stuff. zoology stuff is, is just incredible. It, it, it really does rival and, the, 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 the writing in the first game, I think.
4: And it's a shame that so many people, I'm sure, just kind of, didn't really pay any attention to it, just kind of clicked through it because it is—it's yeah. it's really well done. Kind of it, yeah. easy to
3: miss if you don't if you don't go into this. Yeah, it's as like as, if you, you don't really pay well
4: attention, science. you're not going to realize how good it is.
3: Yeah, the um, but like I was saying, like it after after you get past the debt and you get to some of the some of the caves that are later on, and maybe there are some like this before the debt's paid off, but you get some caves that are 15 stories deep. Oh jeez. Um, and getting through them, it, it's it's an endurance trial. Like, I mean, they they give you some some refreshments in the middle, which help you replenish your stock of uh, Pikmin, but they're they're not easy. Yeah. Um, they're very difficult, and it's sort of a it's, it's a rationing thing. It's trying to figure out what ratio to, to go in with in the first place, and then when they give you a choice halfway through the cave of replacing one color Pikmin with another, that becomes a very difficult choice because you don't know. What's, oh, what's that's ar- that's already
2: happened to me once. I uh I was the last cave I was in. um I had the I had a bunch of reds. I had some purples, and I had some whites. By the way, the white py- Pikmin are really creepy. Yes,
4: very <laughs> yes, um, much so. But
2: but I came across you know I came across one of those flowers that gives you a lot of purple Pikmin, and I was like, yeah, but I'm in kind of a fire cave. Might need my reds so. I did throw a few in, but that I can see how that choice would get tougher later on.
4: This game, um, I mean, I think one thing about this game is Pikmin 2 is quite a bit more difficult than the first game. I agree. I mean, the first game, the real reason the first game's difficult is the time limit. If you got rid of the time limit, it would be a pretty easy game.
3: Yeah. The yeah. second
4: game removes the time limit, but also imp- increases the difficulty. So like, like you said, Zach, it's a different kind of game. You're not having to be... You don't have to be as quick and efficient, but you need to. It's more strategy, I think, than the first yeah, game. Yeah, think it
3: through. You, do get they you have the the boulder guys in the first game. No. That shoot the boulder that like rolls around and like heat sinks onto your Pikmin. No. no, I do. That's doesn't... that guy is rough.
2: <laughs>
3: it sounds like it. You you haven't come across that yet.
2: No, I'm I'm still uh, tooling around in the third area. The place There's where you There's one in the opening area.
3: There's one in the opening area. Past, like, the, the the first river or the first water area.
2: See, I can't get past the water yet. I've got no
3: blues. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. The, um, a pro tip when, when you're t- thinking about, uh, changing out, pic- uh, purple Pikmin for other colors or trying to get, figure out whether you should get more purple Pikmin, Sometimes if you have any intention of 100%ing the game, uh, God. Make sure you're rising up your purple as, as often as you can. You need that's a, what I, that's for what some of the They're... bigger
4: treasures. I mean, like there's big...
3: there's one treasure where you need 100 purple pikmin. Oh my gosh! Wow! I don't
4: think oh. i ever the got that. Far in the very last treasure you'll
3: probably get in the game requires you to have a full army of purple. So the there are no other
2: places besides caves where you can get more purple pikmin, are there?
3: This is correct, which leads e. to. I, I've I've cleared the game 100% twice now, and both times I get to the very end, and then I remember. That there's this big ass treasure that requires 100 purple Pikmin, and I go grind for a half an hour to get them, and it's annoying. So, I'm going to give you the, 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 the deal early. If you, if you would (laughs) think, if you think you might 100% it, just make a point to get them as often as you can.
4: I will. And this thing, the purple ones, I mean, being one of the big additions to the second game, uh, really add a lot to some of that strategy. Like, because there there are a lot of environmental puzzles that really require the Purple Pikmin, and then there are treasures that, I mean, some treasures you don't need them, but they come in very handy for them, and others... They're great in combat. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're great in combat. They're great for knocking down walls and stuff. They're great for, uh, yeah, like, there are, like, these... I remember, I just remember one in particular where it's like there's a bag that you have to crush down, and you have to have so much weight, and it's a lot easier to do it with the purple pigment than yeah. everything else. So they they come in really handy. They're good to have.
2: Hmm. Yeah, they're 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 pretty cool. Um. Yeah, they're they're really useful. They're yeah. Like yeah. Multi useful. Yeah. I, I like them a lot, and the white Pikmin are freaking creepy.
3: I find the white ones aren't particularly useful. They aren't as useful. They're more the the, the the poisoning isn't really used all that often, and mainly you just use them because you have to have them to find the buried treasures. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I,
4: I, yeah. The the white I, ones are definitely not as well thought out as. Well, the, I uh, didn't
2: I didn't realize that when uh, an enemy eats one, they get poisoned. Yeah. And That's kinda nice. There was there was a big like piran piranha plant thing that ate uh ate, that was not really decimating my troops, but it killed a few, and then it ate a white Pikmin and it died. It's like
3: awesome. What do you think of the use of the um the the sprays in the second game?
2: That's really nice for the bosses. Yeah I agree. Really, yeah, really nice
3: especially.
4: Yeah. There's I mean it's again adding some depth, adding some more strategy to the game. I mean really because it's it's a I mean, it's, it, there's a lot of Pippin one was pretty simple in its mechanics. It it, it was very straightforward for the most part. The, I mean I think the the yellow ones were had a, a few different things to do, but most of the time it's like the, the blue ones are for going in the water, the red ones are for fire, and it's very straightforward. Yeah. But the second game introduces a lot of new mechanics, a lot of deeper mechanics that
3: uh, well, and the fact that Olamar can punch in the second one. I use that he all the could, time. He can punch in the first he one. He can do
4: that in the first one, too.
3: Really? Yeah. I thought that was an addition for the second game. My bad. Nope. Yep. It's handy, though. I love using it because sometimes it's, you know, those those little um those little guys, you don't feel like trying to throw a Pikmin at them think you can just punch them to death.
2: Yeah, the little gerbil things. Not yeah. gerbil
3: things. Little worm things. Ladybug things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: the only thing, I think the only thing I don't like about this, and maybe it's just a problem early on, is that there there are a lot of gates to break down. That was true the first game. I
4: played the first game recently, and that is very true there, too. It's In certain levels, that last level, there were a ton of them. What I hated was that last level in the first one where there were ones that were, like, pointless. You would just waste time getting the yellow Pikmin to collect bombs and knock them down when you really don't need to. Yeah.
3: I, um... I think the second game is a little more manageable because of the, the, being able, being able to break out into two different squads with that Louis, is, Louis and Olimar. That is great. I haven't done
2: that yet, but I haven't really have, had the need to.
3: You can have Louis babysit like 20 or 30 Pikmin knocking down a wall and then take Olimar with the rest of your Pikmin off and explore more.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh, and just keep true, going yeah. back and
3: forth. And as long as all of your Pikmin are under the control of one or the other of them at the end of the day, you're safe. Oh, that's nice. That's
4: the thing. I meant, like, I said last week when we were discussing Pikmin 1 that, uh, I wish that was in the first game, because there were instances there where it's like, uh, I would really like it. And it really comes in handy a lot in the second game. Yeah,
2: I've tried it out just to try it out. Um, And you know what I started doing when I was controlling uh, uh, Louie? I started saying, Olimar! Olimar!
4: (laughs) Um, And... Yeah, so that's, I mean, so you're ready for picking three. You can have four of them. Oh,
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's going to be crazy. Is it the same basic mechanic just split off two more times? It seems like that
4: wasn't in the demo. So all I know is what was in the video at the press conference, which made it look like it was the same thing with two more.
2: Do you think they'll do do four-player simultaneous for that? I mean. Because it's going to be kind of difficult to do for, like, keep track of four different groups
3: yourself. Yeah. Honestly, the fact that they didn't do four-player or multiplayer through the main campaign in Pikmin 2 is kind of really unfortunate.
4: Yeah. It, would be... it
3: seems to be built that way, and then they just couldn't figure out how to how to, how to fit it in. Yeah. Hmm. They have the challenge modes, which lets you play, play through the caves, you know, split screen, but the caves are not that fun. I mean, they're okay, but they're not it's the over exploring the overworld is really the fun of pikmin honestly yeah, as far as yeah. i'm concerned it's yeah clear. that's the part i like what do you think about the the um, the environments in the second game i really like the um that second environment with like the the, the flower petals kind of everywhere yeah I think, that, the, I think that's uh, a the, really cool level yeah those are nice yeah the art uh, the, in that, i, that I think the game
2: great. i don't know i don't know maybe i felt like this with the first game too but the second game i feel like it really needs HD.
1: <laughs>
4: yeah, I mean, oh, you know, I, like I it, kind of felt it feels the same way. Very fuzzy. I, I kind of felt the same way going back. To the to the older ones, after, especially after E3, after playing Pikmin 3 in HD, it was noticeable. Yeah. It was a lot more it noticeable than I remember. It, it looked it looked. It beautiful. was gorgeous in 2004. Okay, it really, really was. It
3: was it was gorgeous, it, and even if you took, it might have been the best game, best looking game that I'd played at that but point. didn't
2: in I think the GameCube? Maybe i that didn't far Didn't the GameCube have some anti-aliasing going on? I think a lot of that fuzziness was, um, kind of faded out. Yeah. Uh, I don't I think don't the Wii think version looks,
3: looks much different, honestly.
2: Okay. I, I'm I mean, noticing, it, it especially good. when you zoom out, when you zoom out, it's really
4: fuzzy. Yeah. It, it looks it looks good. It just doesn't... I mean, I think, you know, yeah, I think if you just, even just up-res what was there, it it would look better. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, sure. I think because it, it, it looks really good, and it's just, you know, it's another reason I'm excited for Pikmin 3, because they're taking the same idea, and they're Doing, that's one of the things that's happening. I think one of the
3: things that I was really impressed by when I first played Pikmin 2 was the quality of the the cutscenes. The CGI cutscenes are really high quality for for Nintendo. I mean, yeah, it looks it looks better than most of what they had done to that point. I think honestly, it's the best looking cutscenes and the best animation they've done, CGI animation they've done since like the Smash Brothers games like the, the intros for those or maybe even Metroid Other M has really gorgeous cutscenes as long as you mute the 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 TV <laughs> um i i was really impressed by that i think i think the polish it's really the polish on the game that always stood out as one of the biggest reasons to love Pikmin too the game just feels like very very well polished
4: it does i mean it's like it really It was new, and we haven't really seen much of it, but clearly Nintendo saw that this series was great and really wanted to put the effort into it, and it shows with both games that they are, I mean, you know, they were new new IPs to Nintendo, but they came out of the gate really strong with really, just really, like you said, incredibly polished, that you really don't... OEC with some of Nintendo's newer spin-off kind of offshoot franchise. It kind of
3: drives me crazy because when Pikmin 2 was announced for Wii, I saw a lot of people say things like, you know, I never played that game on GameCube. I always kind of meant to, but I never got around to it, and then it was hard to get come across because it was, you know, expensive on eBay. Which is true. Yeah, maybe I'll pick that up. This is a great game, and a lot of people haven't played it. I mean, a I lot would, of people to haven't me, played it's, it's, it. It's, and it's... they have released it on the dead zone of Wii, so no one's going to play it this time either unless people get ran down their throat like we did for Zach.
4: <laughs> I mean, I, just me, I, I would say it's probably my favorite game on the GameCube. It, really? It's really hard to compete with it. I, I love it so much. It's, I mean, I really can't think of another game on the system that really is, is, it's near or dear to me as Pikmin 2. Um, and the funny thing is, I didn't get it right when it came out. So it's like, I like I got it, it came out I think in August of 2004, and I got it for my birthday in March of 2005, and, and really thinking about it, it's like, if I'd waited too much longer than that, I might not have been able to find a copy.
3: I, I got it when it came out, but I didn't. I sat on it. I think I played like for like 20 minutes, and then I sat on it for months, which I tend to do for many games. Yes, that's, it's the same for Wind on. Waker. I got Wind Waker and didn't play it for a year. Um, I still because, haven't played
4: Skyward Sword so I I do the same thing.
3: Yeah. Me neither. But, you know, but Pikmin 2 ended up being, yeah, probably probably one of my favorite games on GameCube if not my favorite game on GameCube as well. I I I don't 100% games. I don't do it. I've never 100%ed a Zelda. I've never 100%ed like a Resident Evil. I always just never on Metroid. I I play the games to, till I'm done playing them and then I'm done. I wasn't done I wasn't ready to be done playing Pikmin 2 and then the game ended. That's
4: the thing. Pikmin, the Pikmin games are things like, no, I want to get everything. I want to, it's like, yeah. when I play through the first one, it's like, I'm not just going to do the bare minimum, I'm going to get all 30 pieces. And in Pikmin 2, yeah. it's like, I'm going to get every piece of treasure. You know, yeah. it's like, it's just, you know, I'm not usually that kind of completionist, but for the Pikmin games, it always brought it out in me.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm definitely going to keep playing it. I really like it.
3: Yeah. I'm glad you like it, Zach it's, it's, it's a fun little game and i th- i think they i think they they really tweaked the formula just the right amount um from the first game they didn't go overboard with the changes but it does have a much more leisurely pace i find that sometimes i have to go to one stage for a very specific reason so i'll land i'll do my one thing and then i'll sit, I'll, go, I'll jump to the end of the day like right away and there's no nothing preventing you from doing that i mean that's just the way the game is yeah. built you can uh, Eventually, at a certain point, the little email that you get from your the, your home planet becomes the same every single day because they ran out of things to put there. <laughs> yeah. And in fact, I think both times that I played this game all the way through to completion, I got to that point like halfway through. Eventually, they just stopped having things to say to me.
4: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can play it efficiently like the first one. There just isn't like a reason to make you play it that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like I said last week, I I didn't like the time limit in the first one when I played it through it. You know, when I got the game in 2001, but now I I kind of think it really adds to that game. And, and yeah, it is. I I don't know that I'd want it in Pikmin 2, but it it was nice to have a reason to want to make everything perfect.
3: Now, JP, you and I both played the import version on the Wii One, right? Cause yes. I think you told me you imported it, and that's when I that's when it dawned on me that I could do the same thing. Yes. So I imported it a couple of months after that. Um, I never, in a million years, thought this game would ever come out in North America. I
4: know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, me too.
3: <laughs> like, they, we had no reason to believe that in 2012 they dropped Pikmin Two on. Why it, not? I mean, it's like maybe, just out of nowhere. Maybe Chibi Robo's coming in November. Who the hell knows? Wouldn't that
4: be awesome? I never played that. I would buy that because I never played it on the GameCube.
3: Yeah. It it's it's just reeks of – the series has been so mismanaged by Nintendo. Well,
4: I think that's the, – the Pikmin 3 coming in November is why this came out now. That's sure. true, but Pikmin 3
3: came – I mean, it, it just goes back to the way Reggie was talking to that in that Kotaku interview where he basically said, you want Pikmin 3 for years, you ask for it and you ask for it, and you finally get it, and you're like, yeah, but what else? Well, you've been teasing it for four years. Yeah, it's been, it and it's like exactly what everyone expected. Like, there's nothing that you showed about that game that's anything more than Pikmin Two with Rock Pikmin. That's it. Like, I mean, like, okay,
4: to, for the record, if that's what the game is, I'll still love it, but I would like yeah. more than that. But it's like it can't be the centerpiece of E3 if that's all it is.
3: Like, it's, it's just it just goes to show how little they understand the appeal of the series, I think, like, I wanted to see some environments, I wanted to see maybe some more, like, like, th- that dash move, I don't think I saw that in the in the trailer, did I? I don't know. A little, like, the little, like, rush, p- rush attack thing that you can do with the nunchuck? I don't know, it just, it just feels like the, N- Nintendo has had so many opportunities to make this a big deal, and they've failed over and over again. They put out Pikmin 2, and then they proceeded to stop you know, for as much as they tout Evergreen, clearly Pikmin Two wasn't an Evergreen title for them because for it became very to be very Evergreen, hard to get they have to still be selling it. Yeah, I guess. And maybe it just boils down to to marketing. I I don't know. It, it's it's the rare title that seems to be appreciated by both a Nintendo fan and the 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 gamer that's not necessarily a Nintendo fan anymore. Yeah, Pikmin
4: Two. It's like it's. I mean, a good comparison is something like Radiant Silvergun where everybody respects and loves that game, even though nobody bought it when it came out. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what it is. It's a game that I think a lot of the people who espouse it as being great probably never played it that much or at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So hopefully, if they've been saying that for so long... Now that it's available, they'll come and give it a shot. Uh, I, I, hope I hope more so. people play this game because it's one of my favorites of all the games I've ever played, and and I hope more people get a chance to play it. I hope it it's sells for bucks. more than a month.
3: I hope they sell it. They have it on the shelf for more than a month or two.
4: Well, yeah, what what, what Wii games game are, are going to come anymore. out to replace it?
3: Um, Kirby, Vita games. <laughs> it's all about it's all about retail store space. I mean, eventually they eventually they're going to start putting Wii games back into boxes and. Use the shelf space for something else.
4: Yeah.
3: I'm actually kind of surprised they haven't done that already. Yeah. True. Well, guys, Pikmin 2. Good times. Excellent. Game. Uh, next week, we'll be discussing the Pikmin 3 demo from E3 2012, uh, where both of you bastards got a chance to play it, and I didn't. But uh, <laughs> I'm excited to... I'm going to think up some good questions that I'm sure you'll be like... Very vague on because there wasn't much shown. But. Yeah,
4: it wasn't. It wasn't that extensive of a demo.
3: Yeah. Yes, there are red Pikmin.
4: There are red Pikmin, <laughs> and there are rock Pikmin. And there are there be, leaves. There may be other types of Pikmin, but we don't know. It may just be red <laughs> and rock. I don't know.
2: Gummy Pikmin. Ooh. Haribo gummy Pikmin. Haribo Pikmin. <laughs> that
4: would be great. Like, I'll no, take it. Gummy Pikmin. It was like the Nintendo wants to branch out their marketing. Gummy Pikmin. I would buy those. I would buy those.
3: those. When uh something that uh Johnny Metz pointed out in the email thread where uh, Pikmin 2 was talked about on on on, on staff, uh, when they marketed the first Pikmin game, they sold flower seeds. It was like a pre-order bonus, maybe. I'm not sure, but. Nintendo went out of their way to like genetically engineer a Pikmin flower <laughs> and they sold them and people grew them and they looked like, they looked like the little flower on the top of the Pikmin head. Okay. <laughs> bizarre. I don't think you can get them anymore, but I'm kind of curious to see it. if they have, if they still like exist with, with like a more scientific name.
4: Uncle Bob on the forums probably has a case of them.
3: Probably. Yeah. That guy's, I've, I've seen, I've witnessed, I've witnessed his stash up close and personal and it's really impressive. Oh, yeah. Not his mustache, uh, his box of game stuff. Nice. Yeah, specifically. Alright guys, thanks for joining me, and uh, we'll see you next week for Pikmin 3.
4: See you everybody. Bye. Bye everybody.
3: Alright, and that will do it for episode 41 of Connectivity.
1: As always, you can send us listener mail to connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com. Uh, you should also follow all of us on Twitter. You can go to NintendoWorldReport.com and look on the sidebar. There's a
0: little uh, Twitter link there. You can find all our usernames and uh, start following us.
3: Um, as I mentioned before, there is a bonus segment following this outro about Gravity Rush for the PS Vita. You'd be so inclined to listen. Otherwise, we'll see you next week.
1: And welcome to a bonus segment on the Vita game Gravity Rush, which came out in North America and I think Europe as well, back uh beginning of June. It came out in Japan, like last December. Um, and it's probably the first great exclusive game on Vita. And I'm joined for this segment by James Dawson. Hey. And Zach Miller. What up which I guess at this point we are uh, we are part of the the little, the, the, low number of NWR staffers that are, are a little bit of Vita aficionados mm. as we own the system and I think there's like six of us maybe? I don't know. But we all got Gravity Rush and we're at varying states of playing it. Uh, James and I are about at the same place for around mission 12 or 13. Um, and Zach beat the game. How, how, how long ago did you DLC. beat the game? Oh, and all the DLC... Well, they only have the one out they now. Have the one, yeah. I do have... I have the military one because I pre-ordered at Amazon, oh, but I can't do that you. until I beat Mission 18, I think.
2: Oh, really? It's because it, I I think close. that's that's part of the reason why oh, they have... I can, I can kind of see why, because that mission uh, ties into the military, so... Yeah. Well done. Uh Yeah, I have the cat suit.
1: Yep. Which, um, the main character, her name is Cat, and the yes. way the game kind of sets it up is that it's just <clears throat> like she... She has amnesia. It's made by a Japanese company if you couldn't believe it and <laughs> the fact that she has amnesia. Um, this main character Kat has amnesia and she comes into this, this world that's been kind of torn apart, like all the different burrows and everything are separated because of some like gravity ridiculousness and then she has gravity shifting powers, which in the, in the terms of the game, it means that uh, like, uh, you hit the the R button, and then you kind of start floating in the air, and then you can either tilt the system or move the analog stick to direct, like, an, an aiming point, and then you hit R again, and then gravity shifts to that direction. Um, there's a couple more, uh, different, like, there's, like, gravity sliding and, you know, boosting and stuff like that, and then there's combat, but that's pretty much the basics. Um, do you guys have anything more that you want to say about, like, the gravity mechanics?
2: Well, you can upgrade everything.
1: Yeah, that's cool. There's there's some light RPG stuff in it, which is actually a lot more addictive and fun than I thought it
2: would be. Yeah, find whenever new
1: gems. Yeah, whenever I get to a new area, it really is. It captures that crackdown mentality of just going to a new area and just being like, "Ah, shit! I got more opportunity to get some gems so I can upgrade." And that's it would right. be so rewarding because I'd just go around an area and I'd come out with like a thousand or fifteen hundred gems, and just being like, "It's time to go to the go to town and spend all my money."
2: Yep. Yeah, I, I love the gem finding. I mean, there. I remember specifically there was a time where after the first level, after you rescue the first part of town, you can go on a train to the next part yeah. of town. And while I was on the train, I saw a whole bunch of gems. And I was like, I know I have to keep going on this train, but I'm going to go get those gems. I got a bail.
1: <laughs> it's time to <we> yeah. go.
2: <laughs> and I did. Um, yeah, and
1: I know one of the things that, I, well and also, I mean, even outside the gems, uh, as you progress through the game, then you unlock, uh, like more levels for each, um, each, yeah. each power. And so it kind of limits you. Spe-
2: new special attacks. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, you gain new special attacks and also it's like, you know, at the outset, you can only upgrade your health to like level 4, but as you progress through the game, I think it goes all the way up to like, you can get 9 boosts to your health. 11, maybe. Okay, 11. I, I i didn't i even i haven't reached that number yet i might no. I might be able to get nine, but yeah the, so the so way that. the
2: way you get more gems aside from finding them um is doing these little kind of mini games throughout
1: which I feel like throughout
2: the map, which they, I do they, not like
1: they vary in quality, like some yeah. of them like I actually have kind of got I, as much as the combat is sometimes frustrating. The ones where it's, there's a few of the ones where it's just like, you know, kill all these guys in a time limit, and then as you kill some of them, then you get time added. Some of those are really fun, especially, basically as long as the camera doesn't decide to just fuck with your mind. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have a lot of, I have a lot of fun with some of those, because it's all about, you know, keeping on being, being fast about the combat, while also trying to get the enemies done, you know, as quickly as possible. So it's, it's really, you know, that kind of time pressure. But then you have stuff, like, there's one that I did recently, where I guess that there's like these like airships or something. And it's like a, oh, a, a time trial race where you need to, you know, like follow basically the ships and hit the Yeah, them you in need to follow the ships. Spots. So Yeah, that one's a yep. pain in the ass. Yeah. Like that one that one was the only one that I didn't get the bronze medal on or anything.
2: I think the sliding missions can be tough because the streets are very narrow and I always feel like, especially to turn, you need a lot of room.
1: Yeah, so they have this one mechanic in the game that's called gravity sliding, where uh you execute it by putting your thumbs on the left and right corners of the system, and then kind of going for and then like oh, you left use the that... right
2: corners of the screen.
1: Yeah, yeah, left and left and right corners of the screen, and then that activates the slide, and then you tilt the system to move. And if you like lift a finger off, then that'll kind of do like a slide into a turn. But where, where I was introduced to this, and I think there's kind of two areas that you could be introduced to it. I think there's one in like the story missions, but I happen upon the challenge mission first, and it's just like they're like, all right, now thread this needle, and I'm like, R- really? Like, and, and I got really stuck and frustrated there.
0: You see, I didn't have that much of a problem with it, but I, I think I was introduced to it at the, at the challenge mission as well. But I, I just kept up with it, and I actually got gold on that challenge mission, and I think I've, I think I have gold nice. on all of them. Um on nice. all of the gravity slide missions.
2: I'm gonna go ahead and send you my Vita
1: uh-huh.
2: <laughs> uh so that you can get
0: golds on all that shit for me. Yeah, I pretty much
1: I sell for a bronze and move on for most yeah, of them. I've got a couple of silvers. I don't think I've gotten a gold yet though.
0: Yeah, I do that on most of them, especially what was it? The the ones where you have to use the stasis field and pick people up and then put them in like a uh little Lighted arrow. Yeah, I
1: mean, I mean, it is the kind of game where, like, once you build up your abilities, then you can go back to some of those earlier challenge missions and their cake. Like, with the stasis field, I think when you power that up all the way, you can have, like... Like, at first, you can only have one item, and then you get to a point where I think you can have, like, four or five, maybe. Yeah. I think I only have three or four at this point. Yeah, I but...
0: noticed that recently, because I just uh powered mine as far as it can go, and I was fighting a bunch of Nevi, and I think I had, like, five floating around me. It was a lot better than what I had before. I think I had one or two. <laughs> So nice. You
2: know, here here's a question for you guys. Uh oh, I can't because
1: you you haven't you're only
2: halfway through the game.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. The story blows. Oh really? I I heard at least near the end of it, it gets like ridiculous and absurd. I mean, I'll be honest, I don't really give a crap about the story too much. I do really like the comic book cutscenes that they have. Yeah, where it's kind clear. of these comic book panels, and like you can tilt the system around yeah, and yeah. kind of see it from a different angle, and that's that's a really cool effect. Um, and I, I like like the kind of world design because it's an interesting world to explore. Oh, even yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I wish that I wish like the colors were a little more varied. It's it's very kind of brown and dull at times. Brown and purple. but when it when it does have colorful moments. Like uh, I think it's a secondary go to. I forget the name of it, but it has this dope ass music, and it's like the entertainment district. Yeah. And that, like, I was just there. I'm like, this is this is wonderful. The music is great in the game uh, as a whole.
0: Yeah, I don't think I've gotten far enough to tell about the story, but I do like Cat as a character. Yeah. Yeah, I like. She's her. fun. She's,
2: she's a, a a good protagonist.
1: Because she kind of has that, you know, she she's dopey. But like, she still can kick a little ass. Yeah. And I like, I like, it's, it's a very like weird, weird presentation of just like, hey, look at this superhero. And that's why like, when I first heard about this game and like read about it, I was like, okay, that seems kind of cool. And then I heard someone mention about how it's like, you know, it's a superhero origin story. And I'm just like, what? That doesn't even make sense. And then as I'm playing the game, like, I totally get it. Like yeah, all the I, pieces I, I, are there, but it's just presented in a different manner. I mean, maybe it's something that's more common in anime that I'm just not familiar with, but it's it's a very unique presentation.
2: Gravity Queen.
1: Yeah. And then all the different side characters, like the bumbling detective guy or, or the reporter. Right. Yeah. Um. And then you have like Alias and and Raven. Uh, Alias is kind of masked vigilante that you have yeah. to go after. He's like, you know, your first big your first big mark as a superhero. And then Raven's kind of this person that seems to have a similar origin to you, which is also another superhero trope that works its way into the game.
2: She's your rival, more yep. or less.
1: Um, so I guess I what wish we, you could
2: unlock the ability to play as her. She's a cutie.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of different costumes, too, so that's fun. Yeah. The only thing um, about that, though, that I think there's only one that you can unlock in the main game without DLC. Yeah, yeah I think the
1: schoolgirl, yeah. yeah. which is just like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And is a cat thing you get
0: dlc's kind you, of expensive
1: yeah it's four dollars a piece there's three different dlc packs um they kind of uh i've noticed this i don't know what the middle one is but the first one i think like you can only access it once like you hit like i think mission eleven mission eight and then mission eleven yeah and then i know with the third one uh the military pack which i got with my amazon pre-order i can't do anything with that until I hit mission eighteen. So I imagine the second pack, which I think is coming out maybe next week, maybe the week after, Uh that'll probably unlock, you know, like, Mission 14 or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I know it, it comes with a maid costume, the next one.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, which is just, it's really, it's just a bunch of fetishes and bullshit.
0: <laughs> with, like, oh, what are the unlockable costumes? Uh She's in a cat suit where
1: it's, like, revealing a lot of side boob. Um, There's a maid outfit. There's a schoolgirl outfit. And then she's in a cute military uniform.
2: You are uh, correct, sir.
1: Yeah. So, I guess the combat is kind of a, a big part of the game, yeah. and I think that's the one where I know, at least Zach and I, we've had a lot of frustration there, because the way the combat works is you're doing the gravity shifting stuff, but, uh, I guess there's, a, I mean, primarily what I do is I use gravity kicks, so, yeah, you know, you you kind of, you float away from the people, and the, uh, basically it's more, more powerful the farther away you are, um... And then like, you know, while you're floating in the air, you, you aim. There's a little bit of lock on, but it's not as kind of tight as I wish.
2: It gets better the more you power it up.
1: Yeah. Um, but if you hit the, the square button, then you do this kick that kind of like homes in and kicks the crap out of people. I also like the, the first special ability that you unlock and these are unlocked by just hitting the, the triangle button when you are in, uh, like combat mode. And Honestly, uh, it's that... basically one where like you just like, I think it's like, Maybe like, Cyclone or something. Yeah. And you just kind of go and you just do, like, rapid kicks. And it'll keep on homing into the next enemy nearby. So it's a good way to kind of clear out, you know, a big bad guy or just a lot of small ones. I think it's the only
2: useful special attack.
1: Yeah, this, yeah I mean, the black hole one's kind of cool, but eh. And then the second one, I, I never really figured it out. I just gave up.
0: Yeah, gravity typhoon.
1: Yeah. But uh how do, how do you guys deal with combat? I know I know my issue with that is that sometimes I'll... I will miss my mark and then fly off, and then the camera will get all fucked up, and then I'll just be like, "What the hell, game?" and want to want to throw the Vita, and then realize, no, then you would have wasted two hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> then I then I keep it in my hand.
0: Well, I definitely notice that problem, especially when you're fighting the flying nevy, like the wasp-like yeah. ones. Oh god, they're so annoying because they move right as you get next. Right yep. as you get in on them. you need
1: to time it. It's like right when they move, you need to attack. If
0: not, then you're just gonna go
1: right past them. Yep.
0: That is annoying. I think other than a few camera angle problems with that, I really haven't had a big problem with the combat. And I I do, like, if I can, I try to stay on the ground and fight, especially the small things. Yeah.
1: Um, See, my thing is that, like, I feel when I do the gravity kick, I basically avoid getting hit, usually. Whereas if I'm on the ground, then, I mean, there is a dodge mechanic where you basically just, I think you, do you just tap the screen or you have to, like, flick the screen, kind of, and then you'll do a dodge? You flick it,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, have any of you fought the special nevi yet? I don't know what those I don't think are. so. I, I, I noticed
1: a trophy for it. Yeah. but I don't think I found
0: it. Um, they're actually pretty difficult, and they're they're hidden in the Rift Plains. Ah, uh, okay. There's like three. Oh, no hidden. Oh, in the you know here. what?
1: I I found one of them, and then I got my shit wrecked, and then I <laughs> left.
0: Yeah. Um, you probably won't find them if you just go through the rift planes, like yeah, like like there. I
1: accidentally I actually fell off a rift plane and was just like, "Oh, what's this?" and then got my shipwrecked and then took the other path mm. oh, that's, that's
0: kind of cool though the the first one's not too bad like the first yeah, one I think is I just, think they
1: did this in the second or the third one, so it's probably why I got my ass tore up.
0: the first one's just a normal navy, like the small ones that have the the just one bulb on them, yeah, um the second one's actually like a big golem. And it's actually fairly difficult. I died quite a few times fighting it. I think
1: that's the one that I, that I wound up finding. Yeah.
0: The, the third mm. one I haven't fought yet, but I heard just reading things about it that it was incredibly difficult.
1: I like having that kind of optional challenge. Right? Yeah. Not that I'm gonna probably do it, but it's cool that it's there for the people that want it.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna have to find these guys because I'm trolling for trophies now. <laughs> yeah, this is, I'm hoping this game will be my first platinum.
1: I don't think I'm gonna get a platinum on. I don't know if I'll ever get a platinum on a PS, PS3 game. But, uh, or PS, PSN game, period. I've only ever gotten one. And that's Rayman Origins. Yeah, but was, I can actually yeah. compare, uh, some of my frustrations with the combat in this game to another game that I'm currently reviewing, uh, Amazing Spider-Man on Wii. In that, I feel like the combat works really well when you have space to move around. Um, so like if you're yeah. in like a big room in, in Amazing Spider-Man, cause there, there is no free roaming in it. Um, or if in this, like, you have a big environment, like, there was a recent one where there was, like, uh, I was fighting a bunch of enemies around, like, a couple towers. And that was great, because I had a lot of room that, like, you know, I could kind of hover in midair away from the battle and and scope it out, and then go, like, alright, I know what I'm gonna do, and then go down and attack. As opposed to when you're in tight quarters, and, like, you can't really see, there's just a bunch of enemies attacking you, and, like, if you if you make a false move, then, like, oh, you're just gonna fall off, and fuck you. Um, but, I mean, when you have the room, like, combat's great, but it just... Then when the camera becomes an issue when you're in tight quarters, it's, it's a disaster. But all in all, I would say this is without a doubt, uh, my personal favorite Vita game out there. I've put in a lot of time into it. I, I you know, it kind of sucks because I don't think there's any way to keep track of all your time. That's what I love about the 3DS activity log. Um, but I probably, I've definitely put like probably t- close to 10 hours into it. Um, and I've been taking my time through it just because I love exploring the world. Um and just going through the game at my own pace. I don't really have any kind of plans to go and rush and beat this right away. I'll probably pick up the DLC eventually, but yeah. I, I really like this game. I think it's I think it's fantastic, even though I have a lot of issues with it.
2: Yeah, it's definitely uh definitely up there for me. I really like it. It's charming.
1: Yeah. Um. Did you guys know that this was eventually, or this was originally supposed to be a PS3 game? PS3, yeah. yeah. Uh, Do you think it's better on the Vita, or would it have been better on PS3? Um,
0: Honestly, I'll I'll choose a handheld game over a console any day, just because I like having it with me. Um, I probably wouldn't have played this game if it was on PS3. Yeah, that's true.
2: Yeah, that's probably true.
1: Although, I think that more people would play this game if it was on a PS3, which kind of makes me sad.
2: Sure. Well, just because there's fewer people with Vitas.
1: Yeah. But I think uh, if you're on the fence on a Vita... And you're not against it that it doesn't have a good original game. Well, this is it. This is a fantastic <laughs> game. It really is.
2: Yeah, it really is. Um So. There you yeah. go. And if I you think get that's it about on, it. If you, well, I don't know. It's cheaper on, on the PlayStation Network by $5.
1: Yeah, I think it's just $34.99 or maybe $35.99. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. One or the other. One or the other.
2: It took me actually, it, it was really hard for me to find the game in Anchorage. I mean. I started thinking about getting it digitally because everywhere in town either didn't have it or it was sold out.
1: And I was like, what? It, what? That was like that was me with Pokemon Conquest. I couldn't really find it anywhere. Really? But, uh,
0: I had a hard time with yeah, that well, well. I think that's
1: more it, it sold really well
0: than anything else. Well, mm-hmm. when I went to GameStop to pick it up, the guy told me. I, and I went at noon um, the day it came out. And the guy told me they had already sold 30 copies. Wow. I, I live in a really small town, too. But, um.
1: Yeah, so that's Gravity Rush. It's a good game on Vita. If you want to hear us talk about other Vita stuff, you can write into connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com. We do have, like I said, a number of people on staff, and I think it's worth discussing in these bonus segments because, hey, it's that competitor, the 3DS, and you know we all—I think the majority of us—all dig handheld games. So I'll talk about Wipeout or something. guy I got that cheap. But yeah, thanks for listening.